I was reflecting on the uh, fact that we had these three great feasts of our church year, Christmas, Easter, and Pentecost. And many people probably would think that uh, Pentecost is a distant third in importance. But we, when we think about the response of these important events in salvation history, we come to realize how ascendant that the Feast of Pentecost is. Christmas, there were probably only about two human beings that had any sense of anticipation for the birth of Jesus, and that was Mary and Joseph. We know that the angelic world was filled with joy, and we know that they passed that on as best they could to the nearby shepherds, but hardly anyone that walked this earth knew who Jesus was, the newborn. And then, of course, we know Easter is so essential, but Easter came after the incredibly shocking events of Good Friday. The apostles were staggered by that. They also were afraid. It says they were locked up in the room for fear of the authorities, and they did not want to be meeting the same fate that Jesus had. And this particular gospel account and by the way, this is a Sunday where prominent among the readings is the first one. Joan did a very nice job on that, and that you know, speaks to the actual events of Pentecost. But at this particular time, we're in that first 24 hours after Jesus rises from the dead. And he comes through the locked doors, greets the uh, apostles, and basically gives them the first commission by the Holy Spirit. He, he says uh, to them that uh, uh, besides the normal greeting, shalom, peace, he has them uh, witness the nail marks in his hands and the, the yeah, spear mark in, in his side. And, uh, and it says that he breathes on them and says, receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven them and whose sins you retain are retained. Now this certainly had to lift them. It certainly gave them a real sense of what their future purpose was going to be. And it was clear that Jesus was accentuating whatever other miracles you'll work through the power of the Holy Spirit, whatever kind of healings, nothing as important to someone as having their sins forgiven. And yet, even in this incredible joy that they feel at seeing Jesus, thinking they would not see him again, we know that uh, uh, they were still frightened. They were still, when Jesus came back a week later, remember when uh, Thomas the Apostle, the doubter, uh, was with them, and, and, uh, and Jesus assures him, put your hand in my, uh, your fingers into my hand, your hand into my side, that... Uh, this, they were still behind locked doors, still afraid. And they begin, I think, with the uh, ascension of Jesus, what we reflected on last week, Jesus leaving this earth and going to heaven, uh, that that set up what was undoubtedly the largest number of people rejoicing in, in the, the word of the Lord as what came on Pentecost. 
you know, you think about God planning all of this out. And uh, I think it's worth noting that uh, the, the Feast of Pentecost that we celebrate, 50 days uh, after, uh, after Easter, uh, the, uh, the 50 days of the Jewish uh, holiday, Shabbat, uh, the, uh, uh, the Jewish holiday was recognizing receiving the tablets from God for Moses, so the Ten Commandments. And in any case, it was one of the three feasts that Jews journeyed to Jerusalem. Passover was certainly one. Uh, I can't remember what the third one is. If somebody knows, tell me after Mass. But this was a case where they did not have to go out to the world to speak in tongues, to show what we call glossolalia, uh, because uh, the people came to them. By God's clear design, the people were coming to Jerusalem, and that's where the, the stunning realization came to them, I can understand what they're saying. I, I thought when I first heard this story as a young person that people were hearing the same word, uh, that the speakers were speaking the same words, but people were hearing it differently in their own language. But, but not so. No, I, I think it's, if you look at the number of uh, nationalities that are represented in that first reading, that just about equals the number of apostles there were. So I suspect that uh, this one spoke to the Medes, this one spoke to the Elamites, you know, uh, that uh, the Arabs and the Cretans, everybody had the gospel proclaimed to them uh, in their language. And, and so you would see probably groups of people gathered who spoke the same language and an apostle assigned to each of them. And in any case, these timid apostles who had been uh, uh, so reluctant to, to step out uh, after Jesus' death, suddenly become bold in their proclamation. They, they leave the, the upper room where the Holy Spirit has come. They speak uh, with confidence and courage. And of course, we know that continues right on through uh, their, their public ministry, including for all but one of them, uh, martyrdom. Uh, and, and, and in that regard, I think we're uh, absolutely uh, impressed with what it is that gives us the jump start in our church. Uh, we've never had a day like that. Uh, and, and of course, we associate the two elements of Pentecost, the wind and fire, uh, with the Holy Spirit. I know I've often uh, felt that when I'm in a, uh, uh, an experience of wind outside. It, it just gives me a, a sense of connectedness with the Holy Spirit. And we know that uh, the tongues of fire were very important. It wasn't like they had a, a large ball of fire in that upper room and, uh, and they all drew upon it. No, the individual flames, the tongues of fire that rested over each of them. So that was a, a powerful beginning of our church. It's why we can confidently say to one another as, as uh, Catholic Christians, uh, we can confidently say happy birthday, because this is our birthday. I think if my calculation is correct, it's about 1989 years ago. Uh, I think we still look young for our age. Uh, 
But in any case, we, uh, uh, we do appreciate what it is that we're able to experience. We feel the solidarity of this day. We feel the connectedness with one another. We feel the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know that we've ever had a manifestation quite like that by the Holy Spirit, although it may have occurred and just not drawn the attention that this first Pentecost did. But for all of us, I just think it's a, a wonderful encouragement, not only to uh, believe in the Holy Spirit, but to call upon the Holy Spirit. I've shared with you many times, and I'm not all that unusual with it, how often that favorite three-word prayer comes to me during the day. Come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit. Give me the courage, the confidence, uh, the clarity of mind to, to speak your word and to live the life of faith that you desire from us. So uh, happy birthday to all. And by the way, we're going to, at the end of Mass, uh, wish happy birthday, sing happy birthday to the birthday girl up in the choir loft. Antoinette Lasinski is... Uh, celebrating, uh, I think it was her 21st birthday, I can't remember exactly. But uh, God bless you all, and uh, happy birthday.